disturbing for my slumber. I am eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 77 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Whoa, that's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> we obviously have some stuff we need to talk about this episode. Um, obviously, there's a lot of excitement going on for us English dub watchers. Um, you know, we may or may not have known about all these changes that are coming, but for a good bit of us, uh, watching episode 77 was a little bit of a mind-blowing sort of experience. So don't worry. I got it all for you. We're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. It's exciting stuff going on. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Of course, you guys can find me at facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Uh, please, please, please. It's more important than ever to go subscribe to the YouTube channel because I feel like I've been doing fairly consistent updates. I'm sure you guys, you know, have been listening. You already know I talk about it every now and then, of course, or every time on the podcast. But those of you who have subscribed would have already have seen the latest video that I posted, which was a requested video by Jesus. And this, we talked about this on episode 76, I think, of the podcast or 75. I forget which one it was, but Jesus watches the Japanese, uh, the Japanese version, the sub, and uh, he knew that the ep- the intro and all that stuff was about to change. So he asked me if I could do a reaction video watching that. And I, as always, I try to do what you guys ask. <laughs> so I did it. OK, so if you want to see a reaction video, you know, of me watching the new Dragon Ball Super intro for the very first time, there's a video of that over on YouTube. OK, so head to YouTube. uh search rock the dragon podcast as soon as i get to 100 subscribers i'll be able to give you a direct url but until that point you know you kind of just have to search for it or if you just want to go to the facebook page uh there should be a link on the page of course but yeah so if you want to get my opinions on all that because i'm not going to break it down here as much on the podcast okay so that was a special request that's why i did the video i mean i'll give my general sort of thoughts on it but if you want to get the actual legit authentic sort of reaction to seeing it for the very first time then you want to go to that youtube channel and while you are there please subscribe like comment share smash the like button uh i i don't want to have to start saying that <laughs> okay but that go that makes perfect sense right if you go there anyway just go ahead and like the video subscribe hit the notification bell all that positive stuff if you like it let people know that is the the most important thing that i can ask of you guys i appreciate you sticking with me for this long we're episode 77 we have made it to what a lot of people are calling arguably sort of the most exciting part of dragon ball super as a whole so uh if that's true things about to get very interesting and i would love to be here to the very end with you guys to talk about it but obviously i need to see the support so thank you so much for those of you who have been constantly showing the support it does not go unnoticed and um I very much appreciate it. That being said, take your time to go leave me a review if you're enjoying yourself and all that stuff as well. Now, of course, uh, we have an email segment here called What Are You Saying? So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send me a message over on Facebook, but I am considering sort of phasing out the Facebook messaging uh, just because it's a little harder to sort of manage that than it is with the emails. And I'm sure you guys can probably agree with that. As for right now, I'll, I'll keep that going uh, because I don't get a ton of messages through Facebook. But the preferred method of contact is email just because it makes it easier on me to keep track of things. And it's also easier to avoid spoilers because the way Facebook works is that uh, I can log into Facebook and have a notification and have no idea what the notification is. You know, I manage a few different pages not to mention my own personal Facebook profile. So I can see if I see if I have a notification, I'm just going to click the little notification to see what it is. And sometimes it might be a message on the Rock the Dragon page that is sort of spoilerish. Okay, that's something that can that it's happened before. <laughs> okay. Now, because the way it works, you don't even have to click on the, the message 
Well, you have to click on it if you want to read the entire thing, but it does give you like a little preview of what it says, right? So I may actually switch over to uh, email exclusively at some point, um, but I would just say this right now, if you can, the preferred method is the email um, the email account, <laughs> rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, go over there, watch the video, click thumbs up, share it. You know, I'm putting out some content for you guys. I hope you appreciate it. That being said, uh, we do have a couple of messages here to read. Uh, I will read one of them now and I will save the others to the end of the episode talk because they pertain specifically to episode 77. Okay, there was obviously going to be some opinions about this, this big shift that just happened. Uh, So I'll just go ahead and get to the first message now. This one is from Evan. Evan writes, Hi, Tim. My goodness, what happened to the art and animation in this episode? It looks so clean and crisp. It almost looks like an entirely new studio. Also, on the last episode of the podcast, a listener mentioned to watch the new theme, and it did not disappoint. Many interesting new characters were featured, but what I really wanted to ask was, what did you think about Android freaking 17 showing up with the Z Fighters? Looks like we've got some good Dragon Ball ahead. Evan, always good to hear from you. Thanks a lot for the message. Uh, And yeah, I mean, you can watch the video of the reaction and, and, you know, and and, and see me in real time reacting to all of the new art and animation and stuff like that. Uh, But if you want to know my thoughts, I'll tell you right now. It looks incredible. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing to not like about it. Um, You know, I knew for some time that at some point there was going to be a transition in Dragon Ball Super where the art style changed Slightly. I mean, it's not drastically different. The characters still look like the characters. Um, They just have sort of heavier, uh, darker outlines. I think some of the tones color wise may be a little deeper, a little bit more different. There's definitely some different stuff there, but I think it's awesome. But once again, to get my full reaction, watch the video. But it looks it looks incredible. Uh, And that was, once again, Jesus. I made that for you. That was by request. So I hope you have had a chance to watch it. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please let me know what you think about it. Uh, And yeah, Android 17 showed up in the in the in the uh, not only in the uh, the episode itself, (laughs) but the intro credits. Right now, this is something that we've kind of gotten used to now, I think, as Dragon Ball as for Dragon Ball Super is that they do tend to sort of spoil things that are upcoming. And I guess I mean, at this point. You know, we just kind of accepted that that's the way that it is. I mean, sure, it would have been nice to get a dramatic reveal of Android 17 whenever he first shows up. And I'm sure we'll still get that. But, you know, I guess in Japan, in order to get people excited for things, they like to just give you a little bit of taste of what's to come. So, yeah, Android 17 shows back up. We see a lot of different characters in the intro that we don't know yet. Unless, of course, you watch the sub. Um but yeah, so I mean, we can kind of predict what's happening here because we all knew that there was a big tournament coming. OK, the tournament of power. And this is something that uh, Grand Zeno mentioned a while back and Goku kind of brings it back up in this episode. And this is where we get the start of this whole thing. So it's only safe to assume that most of these characters that we're seeing in the opening credits, that this is a part of the tournament. Right. These are other fighters from other universes throughout the intro sequence. And of course we do have Android 17. So what do I think about Android 17? I think it's cool. I've always loved Android 17. Some people may be a little bit confused. Uh, I was even confused a while back. Someone even had to remind me of this, but Android 17 is alive. Okay. There, you know, it's, it's one of those things that kind of happens so quickly that you just kind of forget about it because they never really show him ever again for the rest of the series. I think in Dragon Ball Z, but of course, you know, Sale absorbed Android 17 and 18 and became perfect. Uh, as a result of getting his ass beat down by Gohan, he spit 18 back up. Uh, but he never spit 17 out. Okay, so 17 just kind of remained a part of Cell. So uh, when Cell was killed, they made a wish for everyone I think that was killed by Cell to be brought back to life and as a result of that Android 17 was brought back and then he just kind of quickly disappeared I think they showed him in the background somewhere and he ducked off and then we never really met him again unless I'm forgetting something Uh, but yeah so that happened so it it stands to reason that Android 17 would have still been out there somewhere this entire time 
doing whatever. <laughs> okay, now it's a little bit tricky because I don't remember exactly what that wish was, right? I don't know if it was everyone who's been killed by Cell to be brought back to life because technically he wasn't killed by Cell. Uh, technically, he was just a part of Cell. He wasn't. He, he wouldn't have been dead because Android 18 wasn't dead, right? So technically, he would have been killed by Gohan, <laughs> you know? But I mean, I, it, I don't remember how they worded the wish. The wish may have been something like everyone who was, you know, who, who died as a result of Cell's being here, you know, because that's a different wish than everyone who was killed by Cell. I mean, if you, you know, sometimes they get very specific with the types of wishes. It reminds me of when they were on Namek and they wished back Guru, right? Because even though Guru wasn't killed directly by Frieza, he died as a result of Frieza's involvement in, in Planet Namek. So they were still able to sort of get a wish out of that with him. So it's probably kind of a similar sort of thing with Android 17. I don't know. And of course, because, you know, they were human first, they get wished back to life. And that, I assume, ex uh, you know, explains why Android 16 wasn't brought back. Even though he was technically killed by Cell, he wasn't he wasn't organic. You know, he wasn't a human. He was just a straight up robot. So. Uh, but yeah, so it's cool. It's always cool when they find a way to bring back old characters. And I don't know who else they would have had. Right. Because, you know, you basically see they're walking, you know, in the line straight toward the camera. And we of course, we we find out in this episode that uh each universe will have 10 fighters that will represent their universe in this tournament. And so we just kind of see them all in a line and Android 17 is there. I mean, I don't know who else they would have gotten. They pretty much got all the main fighters covered, right? Unless I'm missing something. Let's see if I can go off memory here. Goku, Gohan, Master Roshi, Tien, uh, Boo, Vegeta, uh shit that's only six i'm like missing some people <laughs> piccolo <laughs> who else man who am i forgetting um oh right of course android 17 and then 18 and then there should be one more right and i'm sure everyone's yelling at their <laughs> everyone's yelling at their 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 radio right now and saying the neck krillin Krillin. Krillin's number 10, right? Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, I guess I should have just looked that up, but I figured I'd try to go off memory. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. And so I was thinking, you know, if, if they wanted to go with this rule that it would be 10 fighters, um, because why not, right? I mean, just make it to where it's like an even number, and then you kind of, it's a really good opportunity to sort of get all these other characters involved. You know, why only have like four or whatever they had for the Destroyer Tournament? When you can have, you can make it 10 and get all these characters that we've been waiting to see get involved in the action again, get involved. So they, they I'm, that's probably why they went with that number. Of course, Yamcha is not here, but I don't think anybody would have assumed that Yamcha would have been participating in this. Uh, I hope they address it. I'm sure they will. I'm sure someone will be like, well, let's get Yamcha. And Yamcha will probably be like, no, nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> So then somehow Android 17 will come back into the mix and kind of round it out to uh, an even 10. So, uh, but yeah, I'm excited about Android 17. I'm excited about everything. I mean, this episode, you know, not to jump too far ahead here, but it looked incredible. It did. <laughs> you know, it's almost like this. It This almost feels like a different show all of a sudden, just from like this one change, you know? So I don't know what the heck happened in Japan. I mean, I talk a little bit about this in the reaction video, but it really does seem like it's a new studio. And, you know, maybe they just decided, hey, we're tired of all the backlash from, you know, the bad animation of the first half and whatever. So let's just not only give them great animation, but let's sort of make it more stylized and make it stand out a little bit more. And I don't know if every single episode for the rest of the series is going to be consistently awesome. In terms of animation like like this intro is very rare very few shows are by the way <laughs> very very few shows actually you know look as good as their intro credits uh, but if so then that'd be fantastic 
you know, then then maybe I could finally drop this whole conversation about the animation for good and we could just focus on the story and the character development and all this other shit. But it's exciting because we can see that Gohan's getting back into the fight as well as these other characters like Android 18 who hasn't been really doing much. You know, Master Roshi's going to get into it. It's exciting, exciting stuff. So that's basically my opinions on that, Evan. Uh, and I'll come back and we'll talk more about these uh, messages and everything like that after the episode talk. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into the episode talk for this week. So, of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast, episode 77, is going to cover episode 77 of Dragon Ball Super. Man, and what a Dragon Ball Super it is lining up to be. <laughs> uh, titled Let's Do It, Grand Zeno, the universe's best tournament. Now, uh, obviously, I mean, I just talked about this intro sequence. Okay, go watch the reaction video to get even more insight on that. But I can't go forward without talking about the new theme song, too. Okay, Uh, I love it. I love it. It's a great song. It's awesome song. Uh, Right now, I'm still I still prefer the other one. Okay, and some of you people might be like, hey, wait a minute, man. What what do you mean? (laughs) But no, like it, you know. I'm still used to that one. Now, over time, I'm sure I'll start to, I'm, well, I'm not sure I'll start to prefer this one, but I really like this one too. I told you guys I really love uh, Chose's dynamic so much. In fact, I'm, you know, I got some things in the works. That's your second, that's my second time ever mentioning that. I probably won't ever mention it again until it's done. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so the song's pretty awesome and everything. So, you know, we'll just go ahead and get into the episode talk now. Uh, so, I mean, it stands to reason that after debuting an introduction like that, that you would expect the corresponding episode to start off in a very epic, you know, well animated sort of a way too, right? Because it would be stupid if they showed that and then went to some shitty animation all of a sudden. <laughs> so we start off with this, uh, this beautiful, beautiful shot of just like planets in outer space, okay? But it's not just that they do this very cool sort of thing with a transition into uh, both Grand Zenos essentially playing this game. It's almost like they're playing marbles, but with planets. <laughs> OK, so not only. Not only does this just look really good, but it also sort of really shows the power of Grand Zeno especially two of them, right? Where they're literally sitting here playing a game with galaxies and universes and shit. So, you know, it's a really good opportunity to just kind of uh, start the episode off in a very epic sort of way, but also to showcase Grand Zeno's power here. Um, So that's where we start off at. You know, we just kind of revisit them. We got to remember here that there's now two Grand Zeno's <laughs> in the same timeline, because one of them came from Future Trunks' timeline, Goku went there and got him, brought him back. So now there's two Grand Zenos, okay? And they're just kind of like displaying their power here by playing this game. And then they just kind of, they basically go into the the uh, the title, okay? So this title is definitely enough to get us excited. It does kind of let us know where this is going because we do remember that Grand Zeno did mention the tournament at some point. Uh, so it just kind of brings us in and catches us up with Goku. Goku, of course, is going back to sort of working in a field, doing his form work and stuff like that. He seems to be making deliveries of vegetables and such. Uh, and immediately we know that this episode is going to look great because these drawings of Goku here look flawless. I mean, they really do. And not only that, it's all... I mean. This episode, it feels like, like, I feel like normally the way that something like this would happen that, you know, like episode 76 would have been like the season finale. (laughs) Okay. And episode 77 would have been like the season premiere of that. But Japan doesn't really do seasons like that. So I can only imagine what it was like for the, for people watching it, you know, every week. Some of you guys were doing that. You were watching every single week along with, uh, you know, Japan. To just come back one day and not have any idea that this was going to happen and just be surprised by it. Now, I wasn't fortunate enough to be, <laughs> to be able to, I mean, you know, obviously watching the English dub only comes with this 
its drawbacks, you know what I mean? Because people spoil things and there's shit everywhere and it's hard to not get spoiled. So I did know once again at some point that there would be an animation shift of some sort. Uh, but it's still pretty exciting to see. So they're just kind of getting us caught up and Goku's just kind of doing his thing. And, uh, you know, he's driving down the road. Uh, you know, he's had a couple of flashbacks, you know, just kind of showing that, you know, obviously Chi Chi is the one behind this because he doesn't want to work. He just wants to fight and train all the time. Now, he comes across this guy on the side of the road, which I could have sort of, I probably should have expected this <laughs> when I saw it. But they're basically, you know, trying to pull a con. They're trying to rob him. Okay. They see all the stuff he's got in the truck and whatever, and they just try to rob him. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to, like, break this whole thing down, but... Uh, you know, basically they picked the wrong dude. And at first I was wondering, why are they showing me this? Like, no, nah, I wasn't complaining about it. I mean, it's still, it's cool, but I'm saying, but I'm thinking, I don't need to be reminded at how go strong Goku is. Like, we already know that. So why do they have him fighting these regular people? But I think the whole point of it was that he comes away with a bruise, right? Because he gets sort of, uh, he gets sort of grazed by the bullet. And I think that was the whole point of this, because that kind of leads into the storyline. It's kind of like a plot device that drives the, his next action, which kind of gets everything moving, which is great. I mean, this is already off to a really good start because, you know, once again, Dragon Ball is not necessarily known for plot and story and plot points and shit like that. You know, I'm not obviously there's been plenty of them, but I'm just saying it's not something that it, it's known for. So when I get to the point to where I can start to kind of pick out this kind of stuff, uh, I think that's a good point to be at. So he basically whoops these dudes, obviously. <laughs> uh, you know, catching bullets and teleporting and shit like that. Uh, but there is a point to where he kind of has his back turned and he's caught off guard and the guy fires a bullet at him and it grazes his arm. Okay. Now, uh, don't get me wrong here. <laughs> because this is something that I mentioned recently uh, with Krillin, right? Because Krillin got the same thing, basically. He got grazed by a bullet, didn't he? Or he got shot in the arm or in the hand or some shit like that. And you would think that these characters couldn't be hurt by bullets at this point. But then at the same time, they have also sort of established in the past that if your guard is down and you get you, you basically get caught off guard, then you can be hurt by things that you probably normally wouldn't be. But come on, right? Like Goku should be so like with Krillin. Fine. I'll give you Krillin. But Goku should be so beyond any of that now, even at his weakest point. He should not be able to be hurt by a bullet, even scratched by one. But once again, they just kind of use it as a way to, you know, incite. It's like an inciting incident for the next part of the story. So I can't really, you know, complain about that. But so basically, Goku's realizing, hey, I must be getting soft now. I haven't trained in a while. We, at this point, we don't know exactly how much time has passed since episode 76 and 77. But we do get, you know, sort of an idea here that it uh, some time has passed. It's based on him saying things like that. So he's trying to find someone else to sort of uh, train with him. So Krillin's busy. He hits up Whis and Beerus just to kind of get to the point. Uh, eventually, he is able to convince Whis to train him again, but he needs to bring him some food. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to. As, as good as this episode looks, there's not a lot of stuff going on in the first part of it. So I'm not going to dissect all that stuff. But yeah, so that pretty much, you know, that's pretty much going to happen. So Goku goes back home to get suited up. He goes to get his gi because he's obviously going to go back and train with Whis. Uh, we get a cool moment between he and Goten. I've been pretty glad to see that they've been doing a little bit more with the two of them together lately. So that's cool. He's even saying, hey, I want to come with you. I want to go train, too. And I'm thinking, man, that'd be a great idea. That'd be great. Right. But at the same time, I'm thinking they're going to find a way to make it not happen. And then they send Chi Chi in there to, to, to spoil everything. <laughs> Basically saying that she wants Goten to, you know, uh, study and stuff. But it's funny because they kind of creep out of there while she's in the middle of talking and uh, they just kind of escape. Now, what they end up doing is, you know, they obviously they have a conversation. At some point, Goku tells 
Goten that he needs to bring Whis some food in exchange for the training. So they go to like this bakery or something and get these little treats. Goten even gives Goku, gives his old dad a a lesson on good manners. He says, don't just bring two, man. (laughs) Bring the whole box. Uh, Because it's, you know, good manners or whatever. Uh, But really, it's probably just more of a sort of like transition into the next scene. Because all of this stuff kind of ties together. Uh, They end up going to Capsule Corp because Goku is looking for Vegeta. Because he wants to see if Vegeta wants to go with him. But in the process, they come across Boma, okay? And it's not just regular Boma. Boma's pregnant, okay? So that gives us an idea of how much time has passed at least. We know it's been at least six or seven months or eight months or whatever because Boma's pretty much about to pop pretty soon. So yeah, Boma's pregnant. And don't worry, we'll talk more about this in the episode talk. Because I have an email or a message that kind of pertains to it. So we'll break it all down after. But for now, we'll just continue on with the episode. So yeah, Boma is pregnant. Now, of course, while he's already at Capsule Corp, Goten has got to go visit his buddy Trunks, right? So we kind of have a little moment between them where he's telling them that he's about to go train and uh, etc. And of course, Pilaf and crew are still there. For some reason, I don't. It's it's becoming even more difficult to understand why they are here. <laughs> okay, I, I I just don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't get it. But anyway, um. So yeah, Goku's about to give the present to 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 Bulma, but he's reminded by Goten that no, it's for Beerus and Whis. And Goten and Trunks are having a conversation, you know, about training. And Trunks is saying, no, you should just stay here and you should just train with me. Otherwise, I have to train with these other little weaklings or whatever. Which, don't, don't get me wrong, that's kind of cool too, but there's definitely a part of me at this point that's still wanting to see Goten go train with Goku. Because we just don't see that. You know, we saw plenty of it with he and Gohan. But we don't see, we haven't seen anything with he and Goten, so I thought it'd be a cool opportunity to do that. But it seems like they're kind of saying, you know, no, we're just going to let Goten and Trunks train together. I mean, it makes sense, but I don't know. I am still was excited at the idea of it. So, where's Vegeta? We get to see Vegeta. He this is mo- there's a moment in there where he does like this, when, like when they first show him, he's walking forward and he kind of does like a smirk and he kind of chuckles a little bit. Um, am I the only one who missed what the hell that was about? I don't know what he was reacting to. At first, I thought he was reacting to Goku showing up, but he doesn't realize Goku's there until after that, <laughs> because Goku kind of scares him a little bit. And he's like, "Don't walk up on me like that" or whatever. So I don't know what he was doing there. Uh, any theories there? Is there something that I missed? I don't know. Let me know. But of course, Goku shows up. Uh, you know, Vegeta basically says, don't sneak up on me like that. Goku is obviously here to try to convince, not try to convince really, just to ask Vegeta if he wants to come train. Because why wouldn't he normally? But he says, hey man, like, don't you realize my wife is pregnant? Look at her. I can't just go to another planet right now. Goku doesn't understand and he's like wait you're not having a baby uh and when Goten was born I was dead so I didn't have to worry about that oh man Goku you're not helping yourself out here man everybody already think you're like the worst father ever (laughs) but now you're like making yourself look a lot worse but you know it's a it's it's kind of it's cool right because we're seeing sort of a different side of Vegeta here I mean you know He's showing that, like, he can't admit it, but he's like, I'm not going to leave my wife when she's about to have a baby. And then Weiss shows up and Weiss tries to give him some shit, too, about it. (laughs) Weiss is like, "Uh, if this pregnancy is maternal, you know, I guess and maybe in other universes in this world, there are paternal pregnancies. Then, uh, you know, why can't you come? But he's saying, you know, he, he actually says, I'm not going to leave her side. I was like, whoa, check Vegeta out. But he still says in a very Vegeta sort of a way. Okay, so Vegeta's going to stay behind with his pregnant wife. Makes sense to me. Uh, Look, he'll end up there somehow. (laughs) Don't worry about that. And Goku did something here that I actually really appreciated. He says, just remember you chose this. Okay, when I come back and I'm stronger, don't get mad at me about it <laughs> because that's definitely something Vegeta would have done. 
Um, but yeah, so then Vegeta just says, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. So rest assured, he'll find a way to do his own training uh, during this this time. I mean, hell, in the in the intro credits, there were several scenes or shots of him in the gravity room and that gravity ship that they built at Capsule Corp. So I think it's safe to assume he'll probably be heading back into that thing uh, at some point. So Goku goes back to Beerus's planet and, you know, just to kind of skip ahead a little bit through some of this, basically, you know, they end up having a conversation about Grand Zeno, right? Because, I mean, they, they're, they're eating food. Beerus, is, Beerus notices that Goku has this little scratch on his arm and he starts to say, yeah, I'm getting soft. So once again, that him getting that is sort of a plot point. Right. It's 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 a means of getting to the next part of the story because we we needed a, a something to trigger all of these plot points. Um, so, yeah, and that's how they start talking about Grand Zeno. Now, the way they kind of brought it up was kind of weird. It was almost like Goku just remembered out of nowhere. He's like, oh, right. Remember when Grand Zeno mentioned that tournament? Like, have what does anybody know what's going on with that? And Beerus and Whis are just like, don't worry about it. You know, you need to stop being so chummy with Grand Zeno. Don't underestimate Grand Zeno. Uh, he's very pure, and that may seem childish to you, but that's also very dangerous. And I thought that, that was one of the coolest things he probably could ever say. <laughs> and not only that, man, gosh, I, I don't talk enough about Jason Douglas as Beerus. I mean, the voice is like flawless every time. It really is. And it's really good in this episode. It's really good in this episode. Uh, and yes, I know that the, the actor, the voice actor was also on The Walking Dead <laughs> before someone messages me that. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, Goku is saying, I'll go and ask him about it myself. OK, you guys don't know what's going on with the tournament. So I'll hit him up. And Beerus is saying, don't do it because you're, you know, you're messing around with Grand Zeno and you shouldn't do that. And Whis is backing him up. And he's saying that, no, it's just a bad idea. Okay. Um, so, it, yeah, it gets to this really cool point where Beerus is kind of like, he's got his hand raised to Goku like he's going to wipe him out. He's saying, don't do it because you don't know what you're messing around with here. And this is where I really like the voice acting. And Goku is saying, you know, if I push this side, I'll go to him. If I push the other side, he'll come to me. I don't remember them mentioning that before this episode, but fine, I guess. Um, but yeah, like Beerus gives us really good, like dialogue here, man. We saying that like your night, your naivety could be even more dangerous than Grand Zeno himself. And I just thought that that was cool. And it's a very like heavy sort of moment that carries a lot of weight. Uh, but then of course, Goku lightens the mood because he pretends to flip the thing in the air, getting Beerus to look up. <laughs> And fall for it and we says it is one of the oldest tricks in the book sir so that was hilarious first of all <laughs> uh, so Goku's gotten out of there he's going to Zeno's palace remember now we've got the grand what isn't it grand minister uh, which is basically Wisa's father he's sort of you know grand minister to, to grand Zeno so Goku walks up and he says, I don't remember which one of you guys actually told me this because uh, I, I can't tell you guys apart. But I thought that that was funny, too. But basically he brings up the tournament and they say, hey, I forgot about that, but it can be really fun. Oh, how fun is it? Really fun. Uh, you know, uh, so they do that. And so the tournament is basically back on. That's that's all we really need to get from this. <laughs> OK, um, yeah, we know that the tournament is about to happen. And then Goku goes back home and he's got a nice punch to the chest from Beerus waiting on him in another very cool moment where he's just kind of, you know, literally on his knees now in front of this god and he's being sort of taught uh, and sort of being punished here. So the, the imagery there was actually kind of good, kind of cool. Uh, but now Goku wants to go to the world of the Kais because the Grand Minister said, hey, I'm going to go deliver the information to all the Kais of all the universes about the tournament. So Goku wants to be there to actually hear the details of it himself. OK, so they we basically takes him over to the world of Kais. We get to see, uh, of course, Supreme Kai, Elder Kai and Kabito again. Apparently, all they do is just sit around on this planet. 
<laughs> I mean, don't you guys have anything to do? Uh, but yeah, so they show up and they're just kind of chilling. And then the Grand Minister shows up with all the details of the tournament. Uh, which basically just says all of them will compete. Uh, which there's 12 universes, I believe. And each universe will have 10 fighters. And this is where it's officially uh, referred to as the Tournament of Power. Uh, yeah, and then Goku kind of confirms that. And of course, they know they have to find 10. And Beerus is like, now we have to find 10 fighters. And this is where the, you know, the the, the show basically showed us, shows us here who our 10 fighters are going to be. I don't know if you guys noticed that. <laughs> okay. But they just kind of go into this little sequence where they just start showing fighters across the world. We get Piccolo. We get Tian. We get Master Roshi. We see Gohan, Vegeta. We see uh, a figure standing on mountain top, which I don't, I, I'd like to think that if I didn't already see Android 617, in the opening credits that I would have still known that that was him but I can't I'm not sure because I'm looking at it now and you know there's no definition in his face in his face really there's just like a person standing on a hilltop and the hair kind of blowing um, so I don't know if I would have assumed that that was Android 17 had I not already known but yeah so we see Android 17 we see Krillin in 18 and then we see Majin Buu and Mr. Satan okay so if you go through and you count you know, and that, that's basically 10 people if you don't count Chao Tzu and Mr. Satan, right? <laughs> and then they show Goku at the very end. And that's where it ends, man. That is where it ends. So what the hell, man? How exciting is this? I've been hearing about this tournament for a very long time. I know that it lasts forever. <laughs> Pretty much throughout the end of the freaking series, from what I understand. So I still don't know how the hell I'm going to talk about that from episode to episode. <laughs> Because if it's just a fight every episode, it's going to be hard to dissect that. But I'll do my best as I've been doing this entire time. So I'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Obviously, the more support you guys give me, the easier it'll be for me to continue doing this week to week. Okay. And by support, I don't even need, I don't even need money. I don't even mean money. I mean, you know, just sharing, subscribing, liking pages, etc. If I can get to 100 subscribers on YouTube relatively soon that'll be a very good indication of uh you know how much further i need to try to take this thing uh so i want to thank you guys for showing me support uh, as always and it'd be very nice to make the episode 100 so help me help me get there so yeah with that being said uh what'd you think about that episode huh what are you saying send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com i'm going to read a couple here we're going to get some thoughts about the episode answer a few more questions do a little bit more discussion so let's see uh i have an email here from andrew long time listener always good to hear from me andrew uh andrew writes hola tim hopefully this email catches you before you record episode 77 but oh well if not uh, first off, I thought this episode was really refreshing and it felt like it was preparing for what will really be a cool saga. My favorite line by far was when Vegeta said, I have no idea how you're still married. Funny seeing Vegeta basically turn into a family man. Since you kind of deliberated the canonicity of GT recently, do you think that this is likely to be their daughter from GT? Parentheses Marin, I think. Seems like that to me with how everything else in the series is played out. Quick question for you. Hypothetically, do you think it would make an interesting story arc to have them wish back the Saiyan planet as well as all of those that were killed by Frieza at the time? I know it doesn't happen, obviously, but I think it would be cool to see how all of that will play out with the former Saiyans and current day Vegeta, Goku, Gohan, etc. Thanks a bunch. Keep up the great podcast, Andrew. Andrew, always good to hear from you. Okay, we'll take your first, the first part of the email here first. And uh, yeah, so Boma's pregnant, okay? <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think I also got another message on Facebook about that from Stephen Boma being pregnant. So yeah, we're, we're just kind of get into that now. Um, yeah, so Marin, no, Marin, you, you said Marin. Marin is Krillin and 18's daughter, right? And also, Krillin also had an ex-girlfriend named Marin. Now, who you're thinking of is, I believe in GT, her name was Bulla. And maybe, I think in, I think in Japan, her name was Bra. Now, I may be, like, 
messing that up, but it sounds right. Trunks, bra. I mean, you can see like a, <laughs> a correlation there. Uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, whether or not it's, I mean, yeah, right? Like it stands to reason that that's the same character because uh, Bulla, I think, that was, her, was that her name? Boma and Vegeta's daughter was actually in in Dragon Ball Z too. If you go back and watch the final episode of Dragon Ball Z, she was in there. See, a lot of people forget that, right? Like, if you know, once again, Dragon Ball Z does a ten-year time jump at the end of Dragon Ball Z, and we know that Super takes place within those ten years, so it makes perfect sense that at some point Boma would have to get pregnant with that child, right? <laughs> because she's in the end of Dragon Ball Z. Now. Whether or not it's canon with GT or not, well, who knows, right? But we know that it's definitely canon with the end of Dragon Ball Z because they do have a daughter. And that daughter is the same daughter that's in GT, but that doesn't mean that this is necessarily can that GT's canon. You know, we still don't know for a fact whether it is or not, I don't think. I mean, we're all assuming that it's not. But once we realize that Super takes place in that 10-year gap in Z, you know, that still opens up the possibility of GT being canon. We're all going to assume that it's not, though. Okay, <laughs> until we until we know for a fact that it is. Uh, but yeah, so I definitely think it's, it's yeah, hundred percent. It's it's the same kid that shows up at the end of Dragon Ball Z, and she looks just like a miniature Bulma. You know, same hair color and everything, and she later grows up in GT. You know, so absolutely. So yeah, Boma being pregnant was definitely a, a nice surprise. Um, I had completely forgotten that, you know, that that little kid showed up at the end of Dragon Ball Z. I definitely had forgotten about that. But now, you know, it makes perfect sense that at some point, and it's definitely, uh, you know, you can tell they're really paying attention to detail because I think a lot of people would have just forgotten about that. <laughs> I mean, I forgot about it because, uh, you know, I had a listener who wrote in recently and was wondering how Pan was already like, you know, nine years old or whatever at the end of Dragon Ball Z because they obviously didn't understand that Super takes place within that 10 year gap. So in that same token, we have to also see the birth and sort of arrival of their daughter, of, of Vegeta and Bulma's daughter. Now, maybe they'll, you know, do something different with her, very much different than like her path in Dragon Ball GT. Who knows? You know, if Super returns or if they do another series and they kind of pick up from where that left off at and maybe even go beyond Z and just officially erase GT, which I'm kind of hoping that they do. It'd be very cool if she became a fighter of some sort. Right. Because it's, I don't know. I don't I don't remember. She wasn't like that at all in GT. She was just kind of like this pretty teenager. I mean, I guess if she's hanging out with Bulma all the time, she'd kind of be sort of that. But Bulma was actually probably the smartest person on the planet. And I don't remember that coming across a lot in their daughter. I don't remember her getting a lot of attention or anything. So it'd be cool to see like a combination of Vegeta and Bulma in this in this girl. If they do that one day, maybe she can fight, but also really be really, really smart, you know, or something like that. So that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, basically, that's the same character. Uh, and now for your second question here. Hypothetically, do I think it would make an interesting story to have them wish back the Saiyan planet as well as all of those that were killed by Frieza at the time? Basically, because you think it would be cool to see them kind of go, you know, I guess, play out with current day Vegeta, Goku, Gohan, etc. Uh, wish back planet Vegeta. I could, you know, it's very, it'd be very hard for me to see a reason why they would do that. Um, I think that would be my biggest sort of question about that is that what they'd have to find a really creative reason <laughs> to want to wish back Planet Vegeta. Now, I mean, you could say that none of our main characters do it, right? It's some other random character, you know, maybe another villain from Goku's past that resurfaces out of nowhere, like Pilaf or some, you know, someone else, and they decide to wish back the planet Vegeta, but. They can't, right? Because Shinron can't bring back entire planets. Super Shinron can do that. So whoever makes that, who would ever, you know, whoever would make that wish would have to have access to the Super Dragon Balls. 
And I just, it's very hard for me to see how that would happen or why they would do that, right? Now, they could always try to make it make sense. Now, do I think it would be cool? Sure. I mean, you know, I think it'd be cool in a way to say, you know, maybe it would work better in a movie, though. I would love to see a movie about that, that a non-canon movie where for some reason, some random person decides to wish back Planet Vegeta and all, you know, all of those Saiyans come back to life and maybe they're looking for their prince and they're like, where's Prince Vegeta? Why is he not back here with us? And somehow they find out that he's on Earth and they find they feel that he's maybe a traitor because he's now living on Earth and he has a wife and he has kids. Oh, man, I think I'm writing a really good movie right now. <laughs> That's a pretty fucking badass idea. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine if they, you know, they find out Vegeta's living on Earth. And they find out that he's basically like, you know, he's an earthling now and he's gone soft, quote unquote. And he's has a wife and, he, you know, he's, he's he has a child with a human, with an earthling. And they could come there to try to take him out just like a legion of them, just like 200 Saiyans. <laughs> and then he, Goku and Gohan and Trunks and Goten, all the, you know, new Saiyans have to fight. Man, that sounds like a really good idea for a movie, by the way. So, yeah, if they did something like that, I think it'd be great. I just don't. It's not something I would want to see happen in the main series because it's just from, you know, in the movies, you can kind of get away with just having a story that's not necessarily the greatest thing because, well, it's a story. It's a side story. You have to just tell a story within an hour and 20 minutes, you know, beginning, middle and end. So I'd be willing to let something like that slide more so there because if you tried to do something like that in the canon storyline, I don't know. You just, once again, you have to explain why they would do that, why it would make sense. Uh, I couldn't imagine that benefiting anyone. You know, I mean, the Saiyans were savages. They were a brutal race of warriors. They were uncontrollable. They turned into giant Uzaru apes. Like, why would anybody want to deal with that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why would you want to bring them back? And you certainly can't bring, you can't wish back everybody who was killed by Frieza. That's a lot of people, right? Because, I mean, we don't know who else Frieza killed outside of the Saiyans. There's all, I'm sure Frieza killed millions upon millions of creatures, people, etc. You know, I think it was already a big enough wish that they brought back all the Namekians that he killed. So I think it would just be very sort of, you know, difficult to justify that happening. But if it happened in the way that I said in sort of a side movie, I think it could be cool. Okay. Uh, you know what? What? But there is definitely there's definitely a part of me that would love to spend some time on the Saiyan planet. And that's why I think we should get some sort of a prequel. Now, if they want to do a prequel of like teenage Vegeta. And that way we get to learn about planet Vegeta and see the culture and see how people react to one another and see what it was like. And all that kind of shit and spend some time there. I think that would be cool. Or hell, we still we have new Saiyans, right? Kaba. We have Kaba from Universe 6. So we know the Universe 6 has its own sort of counterpart to Planet Vegeta, where Kaba came from. So if we really want to see something similar to that, just have the Saiyans from Universe 6 show up. You know, and then we don't have to do all this explaining about, you know, why someone would wish back planet vegeta so that'd be a cool way of doing it all right andrew i hope that was a good answer for you uh let's see here we're gonna hop back over to facebook now and okay so i want to revisit steven's comment and you did say whoa bone was pregnant that's crazy i guess that puts the nail in the gt coffin now, I'm not exactly sure what you meant by that. Usually when someone says they're putting a nail in a coffin, it means something's dead, right? It's buried. It's over. So it sounds as if you're under the impression that since Bone was pregnant, that means it confirms that GT is non-canon. But if anything, it would it would more so prove that it is canon because Boma has a they have a daughter in GT. I don't know. Maybe maybe you forgot about that. Um, yeah, they do have a little blue haired daughter in GT. So I'm not sure. Maybe I miss maybe I'm misunderstanding the, the, the comment. But more importantly, you know, 
we don't know. It doesn't matter, really, I guess, if it's canon to GT or not. Because, once again, we know that it's canon to Z. Because that little girl was in the final episode of Dragon Ball Z. Okay? So, I think that covers all of the emails and messages for this week. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything, send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Please, please, please like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Takes like, I don't know, 40 seconds to do both. Uh, But that 40 seconds is going to go a long way in motivating me, (laughs) a guy who comes here every week and talks to himself for an hour. Uh, So if you're enjoying that, Please don't hesitate to, to continue to show your support. And while you're there, hell, go ahead and check out some videos, okay? Check out some videos. So, with that being said, guys, I think I'm going to get out of here now. Uh, I need to go drink some water. So, <laughs> until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater, and I'll see you next time.